here we go. Welcome to the Nine Rap Fantasy Football Podcast. What's up, everybody? Welcome back in to the Nine Route Fantasy Football Podcast. Pat and Scott, we are finishing out week 15, going into week 16. Uh, one more matchup to speak of during this week. We have one game to play Monday Night Football, the Los Angeles Rams and the Green Bay Packers, two teams that are somehow still alive in a playoff hunt in the NFL. And we'll see see how that shakes out uh, moving down the road. Speaking of playoff hunt, we hope that we are able to keep you in yours with some of our picks, our news, uh, our insights here at the nine round. I was in two. I'm one and one on my playoffs for this week. Uh, looking forward to hopefully uh, something to salvage uh, after some of these injuries uh, for next week. But uh, how did you make out, my friend? How was your weekend? I know you were in a couple uh, couple more playoff runs than I had. I did really well this weekend. I was I'm out of one playoff. Um, I lost one one league, but I really shouldn't even have been in the playoffs. the 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 commissioner, when he started the league, uh, uh, I guess thought that he was going to get twelve teams. So he made the he set the league up so that it was a six team playoff, and then for whatever reason, I guess enough you know he didn't get enough interest or whatever, so it ended up being an eight team league. But he never went back and switched to a four team playoff. So there ended up being six of the eight teams in the playoff. I made the playoffs with like a four and ten record or something like that. I like your league, buddy. It was, yeah, <laughs> it was terrible. I shouldn't have been in the playoffs, but I almost won if it wasn't uh, if it wasn't for Ramondre Stevenson playing and having a good game, which I'm not complaining about because he did help me take a, a commanding lead in one of the leagues that uh, the one league that I have won uh, quite a few times, uh, looking to uh, to go for championship number six in that league this year. So. I'm not complaining. I'll take the the points from from Stevenson, but uh, yeah, pretty good. Uh, you know, as far as fantasy goes, pretty good day. I, I took a poop betting this week. Lost pretty much every bet that I made, uh, and it was you know I do a lot of parlays. I don't like to bet a lot, so I'll do a lot of small, you know, five ten dollars here and there. But I'll make it a you know a parlay and try to you know up the odds on it or whatever. And it was like every parlay I was just missing on one, you know, one little piece here and. Uh, that's why you're getting the odds you're getting because they all need to hit. But uh, fantasy wise, I cannot complain uh, as far as you know how the first week of the playoffs went. Pretty happy with that. So mm. hopefully we can. Uh, you know, I took a lot of my own advice. Sat some of the guys I said that I was going to sit or that our listeners should sit, and uh, it worked out for me. So hopefully we'll uh, we'll have another good week and uh, move on to championship Sunday. I guess right? It'll be Sunday. I can't. I don't know what games are playing on what days anymore everything's kind of a blur at this point but oh uh, yeah this is a crazy week with the holiday coming up so yeah you're talking heavy saturday a few on sunday there's still a monday game thursday let's see what do you got we're looking at jacksonville jets thursday Mm -hmm. and then the lions share games saturday christmas eve three games sunday and then a monday night capper of the chargers and the colts yeah, that's not a bad, not a bad setup. I I do like the games being on Christmas Eve rather than Christmas Day because Christmas Day you can kind of 
if there's only one game on, you can kind of throw it on in the background and, you know, still do what, whatever it is that you do, family, you know, gifts, all that stuff. You know, when there's a full slate of games, it's difficult, at least for me. I know that I like to be planted in front of the TV and, and kind of paying attention to everything that's going on. It's kind of part of the uh, part of the deal with doing a podcast is you, you need to be a little bit informed as to what's going on. So I, I do try to watch as many games as I can. It is nice that it will be Christmas Eve, be wrapping a lot of presents that day the ones that uh, didn't get to this weekend. And then, you know, it'd be nice to have some games on during all of that nonsense, but uh, got some unfortunate injury news right before we came on here. I guess it's probably time you want to give them our, uh, our socials and our, all that good stuff and then jump into the news here. Absolutely. Uh, You know, for news and notes for any contact with us, we have a few ways you can reach out to us here at the nine route. Our website is www.thenineroutffb.com. Uh, you can always uh, check through there and, and catch all the links to everything. Uh, we are thenineroutffb at gmail.com. If you want to shoot us an email for questions, comments, concerns, let us know how we're doing. You know, again, that's always a, a quick, handy way to do that. Uh, we are on Twitter at the nine route one And I am also at Scott from Delco if you ever want to. Again, you know, go back and forth. We can always uh, shoot the breeze fantasy-wise, uh, you know, get involved during a game, talking about how things are going in real time for the NFL team and your fantasy team. Uh, again, we'd like to be uh, a little interactive when it comes to that. I guess, uh, unfortunately, we'll dive right into the first injury that is uh, kind of a doozy. Pat, you want to take this one? I don't want to, but I will because I know it hurts you more than it hurts me. Time for the news. Speaking of Hurts, yeah, Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts was uh, just added to the injury report today. Looks like there was a sprain to his throwing shoulder. His status is in question for the Dallas game this week, which would be the it's the nightcap right on Christmas Day. Is that uh, uh, right that? now? That's and that's just talking about that. Um, it's still considered a four o'clock game, four twenty-five. But with okay. Las Vegas and Pittsburgh as the late game, there is probably a good chance. That, I've been hearing whispers of the game being flexed based off of what that game really means to uh, everything. Obviously, for the NFL, that has a, a bit of an impact. But yeah, there's a potential. I've heard flexed to Christmas Day. But now if there's some some circles of doubt, we'll see. I, you probably hear about it in the next two days if something like that changed. Yeah, usually those if they flex it, it's usually you usually know by the week prior. So more than likely we'll stay at that 425 spot. But either way, it, it's it's tough for the Eagles. You know, as as a Cowboys uh fan, you could say Eagles got to play Dallas without Dak Prescott earlier in the season. This is sort of Dallas's chance to uh, to you know even the score I guess uh, turn the tables and and get to play the Eagles with a backup quarterback if if Hertz unfortunately doesn't go but uh, as far as fantasy goes I mean Hertz has been amazing I mean depending on the type of scoring that you're in he's probably either number one or in the top three scoring quarterbacks on the year for fantasy so losing him right in the semifinals of your playoffs is not ideal. Uh, unfortunately, yeah. <laughs> if you have Jalen Hurts, you, you're going to have to figure something else out. I know you have him, you said, in one of your leagues, uh, in, in the one league that you still have left in the playoffs. I know I have him in our yeah. dynasty league as well. Luckily, I have a bunch of quarterback options in that league. You uh, you were not so fortunate I, I, from what I'm understanding. 
Yeah, yeah, that can actually take us into the next one. Uh, my quarterbacks of record that just got me out of my first round win, which was a good one, uh, getting me into the semifinals. Uh, Jalen Hurts, and it's a super flex league, and I had, hopefully still have, maybe, fingers crossed, Ryan Tannehill. Uh, yeah, had an ankle injury earlier this year. Same thing, looks like kind of reared its ugly head again. They had him in the tent and then kind of carted him off. Did return, but there was a lot of pain there. Uh, again, these guys are warriors and the trainers work magic, uh, you know, things that <laughs> you or I are never, you know, able to see behind those closed doors, but uh, did return to the game. And again, they're, you know, Tennessee is definitely playing for, you know, kind of like to say their playoff lives, so to speak. Uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars with their big upset at Dallas yesterday are only a game behind Tennessee. Uh, and the way the AFC is right now, you know, playoff wise, Tennessee obviously would have roughly a four seed. Uh, Jacksonville knocking on the door of a wild card spot. So if that flip flops, that could be a, a tough road to hoe for the defending AFC South champs, yes. which was Tennessee last year. And they were the number one overall seed, if I'm not mistaken, and they got were. knocked out first uh, by the Cincinnati. That that was a tough game. So yeah, Tannehill, yeah. Uh, I'm really hoping, uh, <laughs> I hope I don't have to hitch my wagon to him. I'd rather have Jalen. Uh, so we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Yeah, I mean, one or the other would at least be nice in the spot that you're in. One other quarterback that uh, left the game this past Sunday, Colt McCoy, was diagnosed with a concussion, did not return to the game. He's just going to have to clear the concussion protocol in order to come back and start uh, next week, which, you know, at this point, does it really matter? I mean, Arizona's really not doing anything. Colt McCoy is not, you know, by any means a... Uh, you know, a fantasy relevant quarterback. I mean, I'm sure, like you said, Scott, if, you, if you're in super flex, if you've got some injuries, he's out there on your waiver wire, which he probably isn't, you know, not a bad pickup. Trace McSorley would be the backup. He played this past Sunday and would be the starter. If McCoy can't go, there might be an option for you, Scott, to, to grab. Literally, off the waiver as wire. we are speaking, <laughs> you're like going, to the, going to that damn waiver <laughs> wire. Go, oh God. Yeah. See, Folks, that's the kind of insight we're talking about. You're kind of like you get the mental block and you're thinking, oh, man, what can I do? What can I do? And then you really kind of have to step back, stop looking at the trees and look at the whole forest and then focus in. And, and sometimes it does come come back. around. Pat, thank you for that, guys. Here at the nine round. That is, in, that is live. That is static. That is happening as we speak. You only get it here, folks. Happy to help. Happy to help. That's what we're here for. We'll, we'll chop the pot. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's the only league that I'm not in with you. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, your work league and stuff like that, obviously. But as far as like that league is with, you know, people that we both know. But that was the one that I did not get into because I was getting to the point where I was like, I don't think I could do another draft. My brain is fried at this point. Oh, man. Push it. I'm pushing my 37 large and fab <laughs> all in. <laughs> Tracy Don't let me down, dog. Come on. Good Lord. Yeah, it's, it's all right. Well, since you are busy, I'll go on and take the uh, the next one as well. This is just an update to an injury that we had talked about last week. Damian Pierce for the Houston Texans. He has now been placed on IR pretty much done for the rest of the season. So, again, if you're looking at, you know, potential waiver wire options, I'm not really loving anybody on the Texans as far as waiver wire goes. But in week 15, the Texans, you know, were, were very quiet about who they were going to replace Damian Pierce with. And there was uh, a lot of speculation in the fantasy community, whether it was going to be uh, Daria Gumawale, whether it was going to be, you know, perhaps Rex Burkhead. 
I know that I went and picked up Rex Burkhead in a few leagues. And as it turns out, the Texans ended up giving the ball mostly to Royce Freeman. He had 11 carries for 51 yards. He also added one catch for five yards on one target. Wasn't a game where the Texans were running the ball a ton. They did sort of had to throw the ball a little bit to keep up with Kansas City. And, uh, you know, I mean, I guess, I mean, the way it looks, it looks like the Texans are going to give Royce Freeman a shot. I mean, they did this week. I'm assuming it's going to be the same next week. But, you know, again, that's something that you just can't really tell, especially with the Texans. They kind of are bouncing all over the place. They're playing two different quarterbacks. And uh, even Philip Dorsett attempted a pass in that game versus the Chiefs. So I... Kind of a wild card with the Texans. I really am not looking to pick up anybody if you were in an absolute desperate situation, nobody else available, and you know your running backs are injured or whatever. I would probably go with Agumba Wale because he did get eight carries, didn't do much with them, but he tends to be their pass catching back a little bit. Rex Burkhead led the Texans with four targets in that game, but uh, Agumba Wale is a good pass catcher, and he would probably be the guy that I'm targeting moving forward because. Even though Freeman's getting a majority of the carries, I mean, if you're not talented, which Freeman, you know, really isn't, those carries don't really mean a whole lot in a Texans offense that's that that's struggled at best uh, this season. Speaking of struggles, it's been a bit of a struggle for the reigning number one fantasy football running back, Jonathan Taylor, uh, and it looks like you might be able to stick the fork in that pork chop. I think he's done. Uh, high ankle sprain. Does not look good that he would even play again this season. Colts are obviously, you know, uh, pretty much angling towards next year for the draft. Uh, it has been an issue throughout the season where he had been a bit of an Iron Man and then turned out to be a little bit more of a guy that uh, came down to earth, uh, missed his first practice and, and things of that nature. So Jonathan Taylor definitely looking like a goner for this season. Now that will have a big effect for a lot of people. Uh, albeit the production may not have been there, but he was uh, unsittable, so to speak, based off of his draft position. So, uh, you know, in a minute, we'll talk about the waiver wire options for you. And a couple quick ones here at the end that are, you know, may or may not have an effect. One, uh, Austin Eckler, just want to have to talk about it for a sec. Shoulder injury, uh, left the game, came back in pretty quick. Their tests were negative, uh, according to Brandon Staley today. So just something to keep eyes on. You know, it might be a little limited through the week. Definitely not sitting, but, you know, could have a little bit of a, a production issue, you know, down the road. They may look to take the load off of him for, for this week. We'll, we'll see how it goes, but they should clear him for that. And then um, one that happened a little bit earlier this week, Tyler Lockett ended up with a broken finger. Obviously, for a wide receiver, it's a little bit of a tough one. Uh, couldn't have happened at a worse time for the Seattle Seahawks. That Thursday night matchup with San Fran was a little bit too tough for him, and they are circling the wagons to stay in the playoff hunt. Uh, he's going to be up probably at least a week or two, uh, maybe more, you know, and obviously with that, they want to get him back on the field. But if they feel like they have a shot at a playoff run, it's really tough right now. So you might see him sooner than later, but then that productivity could be a little bit effective, uh, affected by, you know, obviously having a busted digit on your hand when you're trying to catch a line drive football, break off a press coverage, run block. If he's not able to do it, they just can't put them on the field. So hopefully, uh, again, with our waiver wires coming up here, Pat, we'll start to talk about some options for replacements and some hot hands and big names that are starting to make a move. The Austin Eckler thing, you know, it was good to see him come back. He had a good game 
don't think it's going to limit him enough to where he's going to miss any time, especially considering that the Chargers are in the midst of, you know, trying to claw and scratch their way into the playoffs. I think Eckler is definitely the type of guy that would tough that out. Tyler Lockett, I'm sure, wants to play, but I believe he had surgery on his finger or is have is about to have surgery on the finger. So he's probably a little bit less likely. But uh, like you said, we'll get into some waiver wire options as far as the Seattle Seahawks go here in a minute. Uh, just wanted to, before we jump into the waiver wire, just wanted to mention again, we mentioned it last week, we'll mention again, understand that this week's a little bit different. Week 15, we had three games on Saturday, majority of the games on Sunday. This week coming up, we're going to have the majority of the games on Saturday and then just three games on Sunday. But do remember to look at your lineup and uh, you know, make sure that you are keeping your Sunday and, and even your Monday night uh, options in the flex positions so that you have flexibility if somebody is, you know, hurt last minute or if you need to sub somebody in, sub somebody out. You don't want all of those flex spots being used up at, at one o'clock on Saturday and then you have to make a last minute change. So just keep that in mind when you're setting your lineups. Make sure that you're paying attention to the times and the days that everyone is playing and set your lineup accordingly. Make sure you get those players into their, you know, their running back, wide receiver, tight end, positional positions rather than your your flex spots. All right. Well, now that uh, we went through some injuries, let's talk about a couple guys that we can replace those injured players with. Weekly waiver wire. Uh, I will start with Jarek McKinnon because I have been sort of beating the drum for him for a while. Uh, I did not project or even think that there was a chance that he would end up being the back-to-back RB1 overall in weeks 14 and 15, but that has happened, uh, at least with one game pending tonight. But uh, he's been absolutely killing it. He is rostered more now than he was last week. He's up to 62%. Normally, we do not include anybody that's over 50% on this, but because we've been talking about him and because he's still available in about 38% of leagues, you need to go out and put him on your roster. Even if you don't plan on using him, you do not want someone that you're going to be playing in your playoffs to have the option to put him in against you because right now he looks like the guy. As, as good as Isaiah Pacheco you know, has been, he just runs with you know this reckless abandon that is great for you know those tough, grinded-out yards, but when it comes to his vision and his ability to you know, make guys miss when you're running at 145 miles an hour on every single time, you know, every single play that you touch the ball, it's a little bit difficult to stop and, and, you know, make a guy miss and make a cut here and there. Like, I think he's a very good, very hard runner, but I think you're going to see a little bit more of McKinnon because he's a little bit more of that, you know, shifty vision guy. He can catch the ball out of the backfield a little bit better. And I think as the chiefs, move into the end of this season, they're going to get Jarek McKinnon the ball a lot more. If you remember last season, McKinnon was basically their playoff starting running back. Like they put Clyde Edwards Alaire on the back burner and and sort of let Jarek McKinnon take over in the playoffs. And he had an absolutely outstanding playoff run with them. And I think that you're you're seeing the beginning of that now. I think as much as the Chiefs don't want to have McKinnon out there all the time, Every time he gets out there, he proves what he can do when you give him the ball. So I think you're going to see more of him. I'm not saying you have to necessarily pick him up to start him, but you definitely do not want him sitting on your waiver wire 
if, uh, it, you know, if you have managers out there that are paying attention, somebody's going to go ahead and grab him if they haven't already. So definitely go ahead and pick him up if he's still available in your league. Another running back, and we did just talk about the Jonathan Taylor uh, possible season-ending injury. So Zach Moss, you know, obviously was involved in the trade for uh, Naheem Hines with Buffalo earlier this season. Kind of got a little bit uh, more work, I guess, than maybe even he expected. 24 carries, 81 yards for uh, the Indianapolis Colts over the weekend. Uh, was targeted once, and I mean, Deion Jackson had kind of been the the lead backup. Uh, he still ran 13 carries, 55 yards, and did get one catch on one target. But seeing that much given to Moss, who definitely seemed to slide right into that role that Taylor vacated, uh, and I guess maybe that was their thought was to do that. Seemed like he was preferred by Jeff Saturday. Deion Jackson would definitely be involved and in the mix right now. You'd have to see probably a hot hand approach, uh, you know, as long as nobody fumbles. But seeing Zach Moss get that kind of usage and production, obviously with a full game under his belt, game plan towards his style of running and things like that. It was always weird that he never kind of made anything happen. He had some issues, it sounds like, in Buffalo. But, you know, as far as that goes, Zach Moss is available. Uh, less than 1% in a lot of leagues. So he's out there. Go get him. Yeah, you definitely got to pick him up. And again, just just play that keep away game, uh, if nothing else. Another guy that we talked about weeks and weeks ago, and then he got picked up a lot. And then I think once Cordell Patterson came back, you know, the the hype around Tyler Algier kind of faded a little bit. But he's still playing a, a good amount of snaps, actually split snaps 50-50 with Patterson this past week. Ended up 100 in 39 yards on 17 carries and a touchdown. Uh, he did have more carries than Patterson in this game. And even if, you know, those carries are split evenly, the Falcons run the ball enough to get both of these guys, Algier and Patterson, 15 to 17 rushes per game. So uh, I think both of these guys, given the opportunity, can produce for you, especially now with Desmond Ritter, at quarterback, I think the Falcons are going to want to throw the ball even less than they already had been. So I, I think Algier, who's only 28% rostered, is definitely a great pickup. I think he's somebody who, uh, again, he can give you a spot start in case of an injury or uh, you know, just a guy who, in a good matchup, can do what he did. 139-1 and one is no joke. That's you know, You're looking at 20-some fantasy points right there. So definitely worth picking up. And, and again, you know, in the right matchup, could be playable. Yeah, uh, I don't disagree. Some of these end-of-year matchups for some of these teams are what really kind of shows out. A name that you might want to keep on your radar could have been a little bit of an issue with the game itself. But uh, Chuba Hubbard, call him Chuba, but we know that's not his name, uh, was pretty like had some good games last season, hasn't really been involved as much this year. He's only rostered about 25% or so of leagues. If you're just looking to maybe throw a name out there. I mean, yes, Dante Foreman had a, a tough game against the Steelers, had a fumble, you know, so maybe there's some smoke and fire when it comes to that team. Again, Carolina's still in a playoff hunt, so maybe another backup running back just to throw on your bench, and hey, you never know. could be a, a desperate play, but could be worthwhile just adding on there if you have the room. That seems like pretty much all of the running backs that we found as far as, you know, low roster percentage that are worth picking up. I'm sure there's probably a few guys out there, you know, Jalen Warren had a, a pretty good game, uh, double digit rushes and a touchdown this week, but you know, we don't necessarily know. I mean, I think Pittsburgh is 
sort of realizing that they need to turn to the to the run game. They're going they're going to be just like Atlanta, where they're running the ball, you know, sixty plus percent of the time. So Warren is another guy that you could potentially pick up, but again, with Najee Harris there. I don't think I'm starting Warren unless, you know, Harris gets hurt in some kind of way. As far as wide receivers go, another guy that we've been talking about is a little bit more than 50% rostered, but we left him on here because this is somebody that we've been saying to pick up. Donovan Peoples-Jones for the Cleveland Browns. He had another double-digit PPR game uh, this week, and I think caught a touchdown in this one, if I'm not mistaken. He's just been a very steady, solid receiver. Uh, Hasn't had, you know, really big up games he hasn't had you know he hasn't single-handedly won you a week but putting him in your lineup is a good safe floor play Deshaun Watson really seems to target him a lot and he has three good remaining matchups for the final three weeks of the season New Orleans Washington and then if you play in week 18 Pittsburgh which uh, again we're going to talk about in a little bit I talked about last week is not as good of a matchup as it seems like on paper, but uh, most leagues don't play in week 18 anyway, so you wouldn't even have to hit that matchup. But uh, definitely go out and grab Peoples Jones if he's available because he's definitely, uh, you know, I made the the comparison to to Will Fuller. He hasn't really been targeted on deep routes, which is strange because that's more of his forte. But uh, he's definitely a guy who, like I said, Deshaun Watson seems to like. He's you know big body, young guy, fast, long. You know, he's he's turning himself into a decent receiver. And, you know, again, depending on, you know, who you have in your wide receiver position, he could be your flex guy for the rest of the playoffs. One more wide receiver. Why not? We got Traylon Burks. A lot of people have been very up and down on him. He was injured for some time. Uh, it didn't look like he was going to pan out in training camp. He is Basically, he's Tennessee's number one wide receiver. That's what they drafted him to be. Uh, traded away A.J. Brown to the Eagles. He could be floating around out there, be dropped because of injury. And if that's the case, you want to get him on your roster as soon as possible, uh, especially now if you're in you know, a, a keeper league or something like that, dynasty, you'd be long gone. But get him on your roster. You never know. It might be worth uh, the stash for even next season, depending on how things shake out. But uh, I would have him around because, again, those Tennessee Titans are looking to make a strong playoff push. And you always want to have a number one wide out on your roster. You never know when you're going to have to – pull that card and start to play a guy like Traylon Burks. Uh, One other wide receiver that, again, we have been talking about for a while, the roster ship percentage is going up for this player. It's Darius Slayton for the New York Giants. He's now rostered in 44% of leagues. He led the giant wide receivers in targets again this Sunday against Washington. He's got a really good matchup in week 16. I'm actually playing him in our dynasty league as one of my flex positions. Uh, goes up against Minnesota, and uh, you know he's another one of those guys who isn't necessarily going to win you a week. See, there are guys on the waiver wire like oh, we'll use the one for this week. There are guys on the waiver wire like KJ Osborne who you could pick somebody like Osborne up and put him in your lineup and hope to God that he gives you you know thirty points like he did this week, or he could also give you you know three points in a week. But then there are guys on your waiver wire like Darius Slayton, who probably isn't going to give you 30 points at any point, you know, this year, especially not with the Giants offense being as, you know, uh, run heavy as it is. But he's a guy who, when they do have to throw the ball, Daniel Jones is looking at him first. And like I said, that's that's why he's leading the wide receiver room in targets. 
He's a guy who's going to give you somewhere between 10 and 15 points every week. He's going to be pretty safe. And uh, again, this, this matchup against Minnesota in week 16 could actually maybe put up somewhere in the neighborhood of 20 points against a, a really bad Minnesota defense. So uh, again, if you're hurting at the wide receiver position, Darius Slayton is not a terrible option for you as well. And going to wind down here, folks, with a couple of guys. And I'm going to throw actually like a piggyback to this. I know we talk about the Houston Texans and they're kind of like, yeah, I know. Yeah, it's the Houston Texans. But you can you can find some some gold in, in the chicken feed there. Nico Collins, uh, he's been banged up, obviously, but uh, has been heavily targeted and really highly involved. And to the point this season where obviously Brandon Cooks did not pan out. Nico Collins is a top 50 wide receiver, even with all the injuries that he has had, you know, throughout the year. Um, He's actually wide receiver 44. And another guy who's been coming on strong, and I know, Pat, you have him on your roster, Chris Moore, also of the Houston Texans, who's right behind him as far as that goes for projections for this week and everything. He, He really has been a guy that, you know, again, both of these guys have been relevant fantasy players that be a worthy flex start you know obviously going down the road Houston has nothing to lose they're just gonna lean back and chuck the ball around and and get some people involved we just talked about Royce Freeman uh and and things like that as far as filling in for Damian Pierce so Nico Collins uh Chris Moore are a few guys that that are probably hanging around and then the final wide receiver we're going to talk about uh Marquise Goodwin who obviously with a Tyler Lockett injury is going to be Probably fantasy relevant. He'll probably slide right into that number two role with Lockett out. Uh, you don't hear a lot outside of DK Metcalf and Lockett when it comes to that. Goodwin's had a few big plays. I know he had one or two good games this season, you know, where he did kind of reestablish himself as a, a former fantasy football, not star, but but a guy you could definitely have on your roster play as a flex. He's going to be available in most leagues. Again, Dynasty, maybe not so much, but again, most of your redraft keeper leagues. Marquise Goodwin, he's going to be a wide receiver, too, on a team that has a great quarterback in Geno Smith that's looking to make a playoff run and filling in in that spot, getting anywhere from possibly eight to ten targets a game. Sign me up. I definitely want him on my roster. Yeah, I think Goodwin's big games have been in games where either Lockett or Metcalf have you know, either not played or played and then left the game due to injury. So he's definitely, again, a usable piece. I think, uh, you know, depending on, you know, the matchups down the stretch, which I believe they get Kansas City this week, Mm -hmm. if I'm not mistaken, they're going to have to score some points. So uh, Marquise Goodwin could be one of those guys, especially if you play DFS, if you're in the, you know, daily fantasy, could be a a low priced option that uh, that could definitely score you a lot of points. So uh, not a guy that I would necessarily want to have to play in my fantasy playoffs, but uh, there are worse options out there, of course. That's pretty much going to do it for our waiver wire pickups for this week. We kept the list a little bit shorter due to the fact that there's really no more long-term waiver wire pickups. It's pretty much, you know, pick up guys that are going to help you win now or don't really bother because in in the leagues that you're playing in, you know, these redraft leagues that you're in the playoffs, week 16 is the only week that matters. I mean, even your week 17 matchups, as far as, you know, grabbing players for, for that matchup, if you have room on your bench, great, but you've really got to concentrate on winning this week to get to next week. So hopefully some of these players, if, uh, if you need to pick up a running back or wide receiver, 
hopefully some of these players will be available for you if you need them and they will do well for you. That's the hope. Uh, I think that, you know, we try to give you the best options that we can find that are, you know, reasonably available in leagues. Uh, again, there may be the league that you're in. There may be better options out there on the waiver wire. There may also be none of these options out there on the waiver wire. I've noticed when I've gone through and done the roster percentages for, uh, like I said, I do NFL.com, ESPN.com, and Yahoo. And I have noticed that the Yahoo roster percentages are always higher than the other two sites. And a lot of times the NFL.com is really, really low. I'm not 100% sure why that is. Maybe it's just there's more casual fans playing on NFL.com and there's more, I guess, seasoned fantasy football veterans on Yahoo. I'm not really – that's my guess. I don't really know. But it seems like the, the Yahoo roster percentages are always a lot higher. Uh, but we do give you the average of those. So if you're playing in, in Yahoo, you know maybe some of these guys are not going to be available for you. But if you're in ESPN or NFL.com, I uh, might have even a little bit bigger selection. So just, you know, go through, make sure that you're you're picking up the guys that matter for you. If you have any questions as somebody that we didn't cover, uh, like Scott said, please feel free to hit us up on social media. We are at the nine route one and at Scott from Delco on Twitter. You can also email us if you have any questions. Hey, should I pick this guy up? He's available on waivers, but you said this or whatever. Hit us up uh, on our email the nine route ffb at gmail.com let us know we will get back to you with uh, a detailed answer as quickly as possible and then uh, again check out our website www.thenineroutffb.com uh, you can reach us on there there is a uh, a contact section where you can get in touch with us links to our socials and email address and all that good stuff uh, and also before we head out we want to thank mickey's Portocol pub in tuckerton new jersey for partnering with the show if you're looking for a great place to watch the NFL on Sunday, Mickey's is it. They have great food, drink specials, and all the football you can handle. Mickey's Pub, 327 East Main Street in Tuckerton, New Jersey, where friends and family meet. I think that's it for this one. Uh, do you have any you have any last-minute suggestions or concerns no, going into I, this? Uh, obviously, other than the Jalen Hurts stuff. I mean, we're all concerned about that, but... Yeah, no, I, I, Pat, I think you kind of nailed it there uh, just a minute ago. At this point, if you're in the playoffs, you're going with what got you there. Uh, again, we're just trying to give you a couple names that might be something to let alone keep away from another player to get stronger against you in a matchup, um, you know, make them bend to your will type of thing. Uh, again, or if you're just looking to pepper your roster with some players moving forward, again, if you're in a redraft league, keeper league, stuff like that more so, you know, where you get to hang on to a couple players maybe. So it's almost kind of got that dynasty feel to it. Um, you know, look at some of these names, look at how they've been playing. But for the most part, uh, again, some of them are going to get you over the hump. Uh, and again, if you see a Jarek McKinnon out there on a waiver wire, <laughs> you know, God forbid, like there, there shouldn't even be a hesitation uh, to, to get a guy like that. You know, but again, at this point, you're looking at pretty much what, what's going to get you home. So again, we are just looking to fill in the blanks and give you maybe a little trick of the trade just to try to get you over the hump and get you to that fantasy football championship. For Pat, I am Scott. We will see you in our week 16 starts and sits. Peace.